Everyone, episode 5, Cross-Eyed Podcast. And today, I have my friends, full pack ni karun. Do, we have Pep Alcantara here in the house, finally. Fresh What's from up? South Dakota. Yep. I'm back. So, how's, how's South Dakota? Um, okay lang ang lakaw, no? <clears throat> Pero medyo karun, gadaghan ang tao. So, katong na mga plans mo travel around the USA. Medyo daghan agad ang um, mga tao karun. Kasi kasa mo mga okay, vacation na. Mm-hmm. Summer vacation. Anyway, good, thanks, good. Do. Good, good. And we also have Do, Shaira Beha in the house. Hi, uh-huh. everyone. How are you, Yats? How are you? How is everything? I'm doing okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, doing fine. Yes. Nakiki and podcast na rin. Nakiki podcast. Kay. I'm very excited for this. And I would like to thank Gary for hitching uh-huh. me in this podcast. My pleasure, my pleasure. So, Karon, I'm very excited. Uh, we have our very special <clears throat> guest today. I would say na mo ni siya kung naakoy top 5 na teachers na ako in my whole life. Appeal siya sa top 5 from elementary to high school, college to my masters na mga teachers. Mo ni siya ang top 5. One of the best na ako nga teacher ever. Also, I strongly believe one of the most loved and famous teacher in Xavier University. So let's welcome in the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Sir Joseph Bibal. Sir? Good morning. Good morning, sir. Thank you morning, so much sir. for joining morning. us. Morning. Thank you. Sir. Thank you, sir. Thank sir, how are you, sir? How are you doing, sir? What's up? I'm old. I'm sick. <laughs> it's a complicated life already. So I'm staying home to be safe mm-hmm. uh, from the COVID. Uh, the difficulty of the situation is uh, uh, it's difficult to also go to the hospital for a checkup. So I have had my some of my checkup online no? and i'm supposed to be going in for operation but again again it's an issue of the covid the hospitals are full so i have to take care of some other alternatives to avoid the uh, surgery okay gotcha sir but as of the moment sir are you quite better are you are you good i'm fine doing fine mm-hmm. so far good and, uh, just uh, staying home, doing whatever is necessary here at home. So cleaning up, organizing, reading, Facebook. You know? mm-hmm. So whatever can keep me busy. And then, of course, uh, uh, making contact with your family, uh, playing with pets. There's more <laughs> that we can do. <laughs> sure, sir. Mm-hmm. So a couple of weeks ago, sir, uh, you posted on Facebook that you were sick. A lot of people were yes. really worried about you. A lot of people posted, Sir, kamusta ka, sir? I hope you'll fi- you're fine. Praying for you, sir. Were you surprised, sir, of uh, how a lot of people were really worried about you and would really care? Uh, it's not a surprise anymore. I'm happy mm-hmm. for a lot of uh, support I'm getting in class, uh, in the community, in, at home. Uh, of course, uh, several of these students have become very close to me uh, for their frankness, for their honesty, and their, of course, the, the willingness to make contact with me. Uh, some of them consult me and uh, send messages from time to time. So I'm happy for that. 
hopefully sir, sir everything will be better for you and yeah. for us all i hope na makagawas na ta and that's real and uh, mm-hmm. we should be done soon um, we have so many survivors from the covid people are really trying to demonize the whole experience as though mm-hmm. this is really a one shot uh, one last uh, uh, issue beyond our control but uh, Uh, though there are thousands who died, there are millions who survived. True, true, yes. sir. The power of medicine <clears throat> and just the power also of our will. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about your life when you were still younger, sir. Let's take a trip down memory lane, sir. Talk to yeah. us about you growing up, your life, growing things like those. Inside the womb. Did I start with that? Can you start Yes. To be honest, uh, I did not have quite happy childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was an abused as a child. My parents had a favorite uh, who was my younger brother uh, whom they love so much, whom they protect. Uh, so all of their attention really is with the uh, brother. Uh, at a very young age, uh, I was expected even to take care of him. So, so because he was the center of the family, uh, much of the attention really went to him. And so much so, uh, uh, whenever there is a conflict, I'm the one who is blamed, who was blamed. You know? Because uh, mm-hmm. remembering my mother, uh, she was saying that uh, I was expected to adjust to him, being the eldest, you know? and even to take care of him, you know, as an eldest, you no, know? and as a child. How how the hell do you do? How, how do you do know that? You know? So it was really to me a difficult situation. No? So I, I bear with that uh, uh, for so long. No? Uh, I protested finally on that, I think, uh, starting high school or yeah, I think high school. No? And I, uh, I finally confronted my mother that uh, all of that was really unfair, no? that uh, despite the fault and the mistakes, no? I'm not saying that I never had any fault, no? but uh, certainly in any sibling relationships, the blame really goes both ways. No? Mm-hmm. It does not really stem only from one side. No? So as human beings, we have uh, our mistakes, we do have our good points, but certainly becomes uh, abusive and unfair when uh, the treatment is one-sided. No? And there is really clearly a preference for one and there is a total neglect for the other. No? So mm-hmm. it was really a, a dramatic moment there at home when to really scream at my mother uh, next day so that I was really with my father so, <clears throat> so I never really had good memories at home so mm-hmm. being young so trying to remember yeah, of course my, my fun memories were really outside with friends with neighbors uh, with trips to nature of course natural exploration being curious of course all of those uh, classic Filipino games tumbalata Uh, slide slides, mga bakilid, no? tago-tago, uh, tubig-tubig. Uh, uh, school. Mga shatong, maybe some of these games uh, you have not really enjoyed. No? Mga takyan, mm-hmm. uh, even the the war games with the uh, lantaka, the, the bamboo cannon. No? Uh, mm-hmm. True. Gariak si Shaira, una siya kaagyan. No, wala ko ka. No, lantaka de ang tawag. Oh, lantaka, no? Ah, kanang bamboo nga cannon. Oh, cannon, oh. Okay. Uh, which was really very easy to make uh, way back then in Cotabato. So <laughs> I'm happy for that. I grew up in a farm. No? Oh, nice. I grew up in a farm. And that's part of the benefit. My father availed of that uh, 
uh, I mean, grant from the government way back then. Uh, I think I forgot exactly. Was it the time of um, Kapagal or Quezon when soldiers from the Quezon and Visayas, uh, if they were willing to be assigned in Mindanao, they will be. They were given literally large uh, spaces. No? Oh, okay. Uh, So large tracts of land, no? so farmland for rice, another space for planting crops, and uh, a homestead property, which uh, mm-hmm. you can imagine it, uh, our space would be almost like a soccer field. No? Wow. Oh, so oh, gotcha. that's part of the opportunity at the time. So literally, uh, because my father was uh, a soldier, mm-hmm. I grew up in a military camp, so playing around with Uh, whatever is issued was issued by the government guns uh, the classic grand at the time mm-hmm. of the carbine no? which you have seen perhaps only in pictures <laughs> <laughs> true true so, so I, I grew up as a son of a soldier so yeah fast forward sir what brought you into teaching sir what made teaching interesting to you um, maybe by some accident no? I really had no plan Uh, of course, my dreams have moved about when I was very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was very young in Cotabato, I felt a call to be a priest. Eh? So mm. my earliest model was our parish priest. No? So he being, this I have suggested as a model for a priest. He was really a guy who went about the community. So he invited himself. To houses. I remember that uh, even openly in the church, he would announce that tomorrow I'm going to the house of, uh, for dinner. He's a friendly guy. And fast forward, we transferred. Uh, when my father retired in the 1970s, we transferred to Cagayan de Oro. Mm-hmm. And good thing that uh, prior to his resi- retirement, he already bought some property here near Camabangilista. Uh, so growing up, I did not dream of being a soldier. No? interest was into mystery stories, uh, spy mm-hmm. characters like James Bond, Hillary Quinn. No? And then, so I was into gadgetry at the time. So mm-hmm. when I graduated from high school, I went to MSUIIT, Ligan, and took up electronics, uh, engineering, technology. So, so I was on full scholarship. Uh, after I graduated, Uh, it was a uh, recession at the time, so uh, jobs were not readily available. Most of our branches, um, even prior to that, the government set up three schools for engineering technology. And most of those graduates were actually observed in the industries. No? During my time and even during um, my implant training at National Steel, the economy was really bad. So uh, previous uh, trainees in National Steel were absorbed. Our time were not guaranteed uh, that we were accepted. So I went into teaching by accident. No? I went to Xavier early 80s and uh, closest to political science. Uh, of course, my father was thinking that I should go to law. So the pre-law at that time said philosophy. So, so I got into philosophy. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I did well in my academics. Uh, my teachers noticed my uh, talent. Uh, and how I landed in, in teaching was really note that here there were very few uh, 
people interested to teach. No, during my batch, uh, how many were we? When we graduated, we, there were only about twelve of us who graduated. No? So, and most of these people were interested to go into law. I have not thought of really going into teaching, but uh, I have had uh, lectures that I gave even as a student. No? So, uh, with the encouragement of Alan Moga, so he gave he asked us to give a lecture in the theater and the ADR. Uh, lectures in our elective classes, no? mm-hmm. so I decided to do the same thing in other schools. A few teachers welcome us. Your uh, Don Mariano at the time, a COC, so we gave lectures. Uh, when I was graduating, this is perhaps the the shift to teaching. I was invited to teach no? even before I, nice. I graduated. Sir, you explained sir how you get into teaching in Xavier University. My next question would be, what made you stay? Because I would assume, sir, that as time went by, I'm sure there were a lot of opportunities that was offered to you. You studied a lot. You're a well-educated person. But what made you stay in Xavier University? Is it because you enjoyed teaching philosophy or, or are there other things that made you stay? I did enjoy my teaching. Of course, uh, you cannot stay on a job if you really do not have that. So I... So that's really the primary motivation. But uh, with all honesty, there was a time when I was really in a dilemma to to quit teaching uh, or to continue. So uh, it was really a difficult moment for me. So I agreed to talk to God and really to continue the teaching or not. No? So this was prior to my uh, going to Ateneo de Manila. No? So, so I was given scholarship and it was a crucial moment. Of course, in if you are honest, with every teacher and recognizing that the pay is not enough. Maybe some of you are in a better uh, profession, you're, mm-hmm. you're earning enough, but uh, even my father was laughing at me because uh, my first salary, I tell you, was only about 1,000. Uh, wow. How much was that? 1,700? And is that then. enough before, sir? Uh, if you were single, that was enough. No? Okay. 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 So <laughs> I was earning 1,700 that same year. So certainly at that time, the 1,700 was higher compared to other schools. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, so Xavier being a university was at least recognized in Cagandeora to be paying uh, higher compared to the other schools. No. Uh, but this is no longer true over the many decades. No. Mm-hmm. So. So income-wise, uh, teaching was not really uh, something that was uh, part of your dream. No? And, okay. So, sir, let's talk about you being a teacher. You have this unique way of discussing in class. Nabibo kaayo. You're quite a mixture of bibo and also a very strict teacher. Did you create this image or did it just came out to you naturally? Uh, it was not natural. I was really a silent guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not as sociable, uh, really, because of my upbringing. So really, I was really a silent, uh, isolated guy. So I barely had friends uh, growing up. Uh, um, going back to my memory, I really had very few friends in the elementary and even high school. No? So I was in the social school. I work hard, and certainly I got the appreciation by my teachers in practical arts. I think that's where I was excellent. No? Uh, I was a shy guy and I was falling in love. So as a young man, you get attracted to girls already, but uh, you cannot express all of this desire. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate to have discovered in one of my, my 
sister's uh, library, she left behind the book entitled How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, one of those chapters really has to do with public speaking. Huh? Nice. And I think my public speaking uh, life started uh, high school on my third year. So in class, I started talking. So I okay. started raising my hand and really, really talking intelligently. And I'm happy to note that my teacher recognized my ability. So uh, I think somewhere along the way, my teacher would ask me, Oh, Mr. Nibal, can you give a summary of the lecture? So... <laughs> so, so I, I do very critical analysis of the lesson I give reactions and I started talking high school third year and suddenly I was uh, talking already in the, the senior year no? then you improved so sir <laughs> I have no I have noticed sir that you're a good teacher inside the four corners of the classroom. But also, on the other hand, students could also message you on Facebook, yes. you know, whenever they need advice, help from you, suggestions about life. You go beyond the four corners of the classroom. Why do you do this, sir? Maybe natural, no? I, I respond to people in need. Uh, on top of that, I was trained as a peer counselor no? nice. twice, no? which is really a good uh, experience. No? So we were given uh, guidelines on listening, on facilitating, mm-hmm. on, on becoming sensitive to people. And of course, you get to know also about drug addiction. So that's part of the training, how to identify a drug addict, how to identify somebody who is suicidal, all of that. So so that's that's part of my training. And, okay. Uh, sir, yeah. oh, sorry to cut you off. But in relation huh? to Gary's question, like a while ago, he said that there are students who would um, message you and then you would uh, reply to them again based on your background on peer counseling. Um, sa ako, sir, it's kind of like a different story because I was never your student. So I w- it was kind of awkward for me to message you on Facebook. However, in 2017, you sent me a message in Facebook. Uh-huh. So, yeah. And then you asked me if um, I was ever your student and yeah. then I replied, no, I was never your student. And then you asked me all of these random questions. And of course, at that time, for me, I was like, oh my gosh, Sir Bival sent a message to me. Like, <laughs> who am I? feeling, <laughs> you are the Sir Bival. And everybody in Savior is talking about you. My friends are talking about you. And so I was always like, I always wanted to be in your class. So magsit in ko if I had the chance because... It's like, because you have like this aura na super strict. And mm-hmm. then you would yell at people if they're like so noisy passing by your classroom. So sir, like in relation to that question, no, kanang, why is it sir that you would conduct like outreach programs like House of Hope because you asked me if I was, if I wanted to volunteer sa House of Hope and to do like cleanup drives. So, unsa ang kanang driving force, Annie, sir? Like, why why do you do this? Like, what's the reason that you are doing this? Motivation. Yeah, like motivation. Uh, yeah. I think all of us should do that, no? Uh, mm-hmm. I think the, the other influence, if I, I, I'll get into that, uh, might have been also in my high school years or maybe even way back in my elementary grade. No? And I'm pr- proud to say that one of the strong influences in my life was scouting. No? So all the values, all the pledges that you have to make on my honor, I love my country, no? uh, mm-hmm. be kind to animals, uh, all of that. I think uh, 
I've collected materials. I browsed through the internet about scouting and I downloaded some material on scouting and uh, I connect that with my teaching in ethics. Uh, so that was the original uh, influence. And the other influence was the Midis, no? the Mother Ignacia del Espiritu Santo organization and mm-hmm. uh, the sister, uh, I forgot her name, exposed us to, to the slum communities. No? So, so really go to the slum and I remember all of those uh, flies, no? so they, they have to eat with all the flies around them. Uh, these are poor communities no? that we visited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other influence in high school was my our class advisor, no? so uh, who was really keen about managing the classroom. I think uh, compared to the other teachers, she brought us outside to the beach, to Green Hills, to uh, up there in the San Jose Seminary. This monthly engagement really is a kind of a retreat. No? And she talked to us about so many things, relationship, life, and all of that. And that was something special about her. No? So I think these are influences that I can see as very strong in, in the development of my sensitivity to, to others. And then, of course, my exposure uh, at MSUIIT. So then, of course, even here at Xavier, uh, uh, we were given some training on leadership, uh, Ignatian leadership. Okay, okay, okay. Moving on, I have some questions here that are interesting. Mm. I think most of these questions, you discuss it in our classroom. And then also, people are fond of you discussing these kinds of topics. So I think Feb has a question regarding this. Yes, sir. Uh, hello, sir. So I don't personally uh, know you and I, I don't think you personally know me, but I've read one of your uh, Facebook posts before and it was very interesting and it was uh, enlightening also as a person. One of those uh, one of those posts that I saw sir was about uh, love. So what is love for you? Uh, it's not what is love for me but what is love? No? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What is love? Uh-huh. Uh, how many hours do we have? <laughs> <laughs> We could edit this one if task you put. So take your time. So it's, uh, yeah. How do we answer this? But uh, love is a verb. Let's be clear on that. It's not a noun. It's something that we do. Therefore, because it's an action, it's a condition of being. It's, it's a, a state of being a person. So when we say, I love you, it's really to transform yourself to become a lover. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... So that your thought, your feeling, your desire and action are now directed towards the care of the other. Okay. Of course, the irony is that as you care more to the other, you also care for yourself. So it's not really a, a wasting away of oneself. No? So on a higher ground, uh, and I take uh, St. Thomas Aquinas and even Scott Pick here, as St. Mm-hmm. Thomas Aquinas noted that love is the Holy Spirit. When How does the Spirit, Holy Spirit, appear in the world? It's through man. Yeah? So we were created by God. Uh, he gave away our son as a model. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit, now where the hell is that? No? <laughs> we are going to identify where the Holy Spirit is. And uh, as we know that you have so many gifts of the Holy Spirit, which include mm-hmm. our intelligence, our will, and that includes love. So the, the power of the Holy Spirit is manifested essentially through the human soul. Mm-hmm. So 
the activity of loving is an action of the human soul, an action of the Holy Spirit. So overall, to love is to be human. No? And we have to expand that, that reality to the whole human race and the highest fulfillment of man is related towards that action in love. No? So self-love becomes the foundation. Our love in the family is in a sense the widening uh, initial training of love but ultimately uh, I have often said this that charity begins at home but it does not stay there no charity expands outside and mm-hmm. if we are able to love ourselves well we can love family members well and we should automatically go out into the community no? you mentioned a while ago that to love other people you must love yourself first like self-love should be the foundation how will i know that i am now ready to love other people because like when i love myself so much how will i know that i am now ready or capable of loving other people Uh, are you ready for love no and we we the 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 feeling i think is a guide and personally i do not define uh that the feelings are irrational Uh, classic psychology says that feelings are irrational. No, I think there is an intelligence in our feelings mm-hmm. or even our hunches and instincts. So when did um, all of you start to become aroused to get attracted to? When you remember? Uh, personally, school, I, I... Late elementary? Uh, yeah, I started really getting attracted to girls in grade 2. Oh. oh, grade three, you know? Yeah, I think grade three, you know? I was in uh-huh. kinder, so... I think I, I was in kinder, too. Uy, ikaw, kinder, no? Oh, late bloomer ko, sir. Late bloomer. Uy. Late bloomer ko. Kairas, kinder, no? Kinder ko, sir. Sa'yo ko nagsugod. Oh, naaraw. So, you were attracted to the boys. Kinder, mm-hmm. no? Uh, my, my first attraction, I think, was in grade three. So, so, she sang in front of class. I still remember that. She had a beautiful voice, no? and really I tried to follow her after class. I was looking in a different direction, so I had to go downhill. She had to go to the other side, no? but mm-hmm. that's my first attraction. So uh, when are we ready? I think that's, that, that's a motivation. No? So whatever touches us, no? movies, I think. No? You watch mm-hmm. a movie and it brings you to tears. That's, an, that's a provocation. No? And depending on how ready we are, have you seen the movie Sister Stella L? It's one. Uh, the one with Vilma Santos. Yes, no, yeah. it's one. You might say a revolutionary movie. Yep. Of course, it did not win. It was a. Uh, but it took place during the revolution, many sir. During yes, Marshall it was Law. made during the martial law years, and I saw that movie the first time during our seminar in student leadership, and it was really a touching movie. No? So if you watch a movie and you are touched by what you see. That's really a an opening to the the, the movement of your heart. And uh, are you ready? Uh, that's the beginning. Uh, it's really a matter of pursuing it until mm-hmm. whatever you require along the way. I think God will will, will tell you. No? So uh, the the only clue that we have is really to to recognize whether the path you follow is wrong. So obviously we are well aware about deadly attractions. No, mm-hmm. so or fatal attractions. If you saw that mm-hmm. movie. Uh, you see, you saw that movie, Fatal Attraction. No, no. no One married guy who fell in love with another lady in the in their office, and and so he thought that he was it was just a passing sexual engagement, but uh, no? but the woman in the office really pursued him, even destroyed his family. No, 
killed the pet of the child and really made sure that they all die. You know, so mm-hmm. the whole the whole theme of the story. But so uh, we we see movements in our soul, in our feelings, and we should follow that. No. Uh, okay. I, I mentioned this in my Facebook account. No? So your compassion is your mission. Mm-hmm. Huh? Nice. You might be asking, what charity can I engage in? And you follow your heart. Huh? What moves you? Is it is it students who cannot afford the school bags? Is it the hungry people? Or you want to organize a pantry? So okay, so you might be asking me, uh, why don't you, sir, organize a pantry? And that's not my thing. No? Mm-hmm. So... The movement of my soul has really been into to mental health and because of what I've been through. No? So I have become part of the House of Hope and I have supported mental health. And How about, sir, um, when we are dealing with relationships, you know, loving other people? The irony of it, sir, is that the more you love people, you cannot escape pain. Now, for those people that were hurt, sir, like failed relationships... You know, things like those. You would always challenge students. You, you would post on Facebook that to love again is better than to not love at all because mm. of the failed relationships. Wait, uh, Talk to us about this one, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, better to have love and lost than never to have love at all. No? But mm-hmm. I changed that and I said better to love after again, to love again after we have love and lost. Because mm-hmm. that's the only justifiable thing to do. Why stop? No? If you just fail, I mean, when you are playing sports, do you throw away your ball because you have not made that first shot? Uh, in love, the same. No? So the effort is to, to, to constantly move and move and seek out your relationships. No? Uh, the whole journey is really, and the advice of some professionals is really to widen our attraction. No? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one author who, who suggested that we should have at least nine targets. Oi. Yes, uh, when you are still really exploring the world, at least have nine, so that no, so you venture from one to the other, and really the, the uh, more choices. Yeah, you have a lot of choices. Really, just like when you are shopping for for shirts or or pants, you do not immediately say, uh, I, "I buy into this." No, uh, personally, I do not have a brand that I identify with. I do not have a brand in terms of basketball. I do not have preference for that. I do not um, have a certain brand for for my polo, but I prefer polo, no? as you can see. No? So I, I rarely ever wear t-shirt um, in public. So, but I, I do not care about the the, the tag you know, behind my neck. But it's really just polo, no? checkered. No? I prefer that. No? So I can see that. Yeah. So um, keep on moving, no? and there are many stories uh, of, of successful relationships. Uh, I have. One in my high school who uh, had many failed relationships and ultimately, finally, she had it no? from, a, from a foreigner. No? Mm-hmm. So she is now living here in the Philippines with this foreigner guy and she's happy for that. No? Uh, the other friend I had was really that she has moved out to, to abroad. No? She's happily married right now to a guy abroad. No? And I have had some students who have failed relationships here in the Philippines and are happy abroad, no? and that's the journey in love. No? So keep on trying. No? How about in uh, maintaining relationships, sir? How do you maintain relationship for it to last long? Oh, the essential requirement is, of course, open communication. No? And then, of course, the shared values that you have. So important is really no? uh, 
that you have many bases for compatibility. Uh, some people say that compatibility is not issue. No, I don't think so. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a couple to last longer, you have to have several areas where you are at least on the same vibration. So uh, one of that is with some people may neglect would be your political leaning. So uh, you are centrist, leftist, or rightist because you obviously know the conflict if one is rightist and the other is leftist. No? Mm-hmm. It's one. Then, of course, your your religious orientation should be the same. Uh, the other factor would be that you are the same in terms of how you handle children. Then okay. you have to be the same at least in how you handle money. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Uh, I, think, I think those are the major areas. And, of course, your, your sexual relationships that uh, you do have the normal range, no? so avoiding the extreme of uh, sadistic and masochism mm-hmm. or the other one where you barely touch each other. No? So there have been cases, by the way, of uh, couple who are pretentious uh, because they are not able to, to really enjoy their sexual life well. No? So that's uh, another area that should really be healthy, no? that a mixture of erotic and ethics is important in, in relationships. Yeah? Uh, you have to enjoy right. sex. So intimacy plays a vital role, sir, in of course. making a relationship last. Yes, yes. And in the first place, why why do you marry someone if they are not really sexually attracted to you? Attracted to you no? that's, that's plainly stupid, no? But I think sexual attraction, sir, could only last for so long. Because I think no. the more that you grow old, do you no, think I that it would... I think sexual attraction will still should stay. stay with, it should stay so that you will still be attracted to your partner because if the sexual attraction is gone and then the rest will follow and then that is how like relationships will also fall out. Mm-hmm. So I do yes. think that it, it comes naturally that it should stay and it should it's, yes. it's somewhat like a fuel for the relationship. I don't know, but I, I do think that somehow it works that way. It should. No, this is why married couples should do it as frequently as possible. Possible. On average, mm-hmm. at, three, at the beginning, it's every day, no? Because we're still really <laughs> excited about it. So, but then as it becomes part of your story, how often do you do it? Maybe two, three times a week, no? Uh, mm-hmm. And I, uh, I tell you, I have counseled uh, a number of persons, and uh, one case was really that uh, she had sex only once a month, no? So, we have to verify the background and everything else. So, uh, and then of course there are cases of, of violence during sex, all of that. And so there are many, 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 many problems that can arise. Or there have been cases of really that the woman did not uh, have any orgasm every time they had sex. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I counseled one uh, like that. You know? So how do you survive that marriage? I really advise her to go. You know? confront the husband about it and she said that she is staying really just for the kids it's not really for for the marriage so with that sir with everything that you've said what is your advice do you think for you know people young adults people who are afraid of entering relationship or afraid to go back into relationship because of the pain that they've experienced or because of the failed uh, relationship that they had what is your advice for these people uh Overall, uh, seek counseling huh? or talk to someone. That would still be equivalent to, to counseling. Huh? So 
if they have been through so many bad times and hurts, it means they are wounded still. No? Mm-hmm. They are still suffering and their heart needs hospitalization, some, some emotional caring. So counseling helps. Talking about it helps. Okay, so we need to release and that would provide the, the cleansing that is necessary. If that is not possible, then reading. And that has been helpful for me. Uh, we read books about our own injuries, our hurts, our wounds. And it's really through this reading that, uh, that uh, we become aware of what we've been through. You know? and, and certainly when you are reading about cases of failed relationship, you get to see uh, that mm-hmm. uh, your case is not even uh, even worse, no? And you begin to become more appreciative, appreciative of your own failure and loss. No? So, and then, of course, some prayer can help to guide us and uh, becoming open to the healing. No? Uh, I think uh, people are just too in a hurry or too judgmental towards themselves, saying that if I am wounded, then I'm finished. No, uh, no one is finished uh, in, in our love story. And it may take longer for healing to take place if we resist, if we deny that we are hurt. So it's never okay to say na okay lang yun. No, it's never okay to be hurt. You have to nice. be honest with yourself at the very beginning. No? Uh, in counseling, they say that you are halfway in the process if you admit that there is something wrong with you. And gotcha. you can never treat somebody who is resisting. No? So if you advise them that something is wrong with you, uh, they'll say no, nothing. So you do not offer any other advices for them because there is resistance. No? So it's the humbling recognition that something went wrong, but uh, also the awareness that because this is a painful experience, then the openness to something greater and higher than, and this is something that we deserve, you know, that, mm-hmm. that we all deserve mm-hmm. uh, a better life than this. No? So in terms of our hurts and wounds as children, I have said this in class that, uh, uh, and I, I hate it when people said it, that uh, children are uh, like, like father, like mother. No, no? My, my philosophy is that children are better than their parents. And likewise, we should better than our past. Our future should be better than our past. Otherwise, if the future is really the same as the past, then we have not moved out of that past. So who we are should really have movement towards a higher ground. This is true of everything. Gardening, farming, molding ourselves, relationship is a a constant journey to become become better than we were. I would like to ask about happiness, sir. How do we know that we are truly happy in life, sir? How do we know? Uh, there are outputs. No? Uh, in my analysis, I use the framework, the PPPP. No? Uh, I have mm-hmm. this in front of me. How do you look at uh, anything? No? So you take a look at this in terms of the product, the process, the person, the people, the planet, and even paradise. No? Uh, so I added uh, the people, planet, and paradise as a new addition. But previously in class, I, I, I used the product, process, and person. No? What is happiness? Now, it's really something that, that gives us a glow, certain joy, certain satisfaction. No? So in various levels. So happiness begins, obviously, from the physical. Uh, if you can, you're familiar with the hierarchy of values, 
mm-hmm. Maslow to the most basic level is really in terms of our survival needs. Yeah? Yeah. So uh, some people are saying na you're just alive. No, but basic uh, essential foundation for happiness is really the, the physical survival and health, security. Mm-hmm. And then we move on to our belonging, relationships. You know? We need friendship. We need a home. We need someone we are comfortable with. And then higher than that, that's when uh, our issue of uh, uh, creativity, our, our skill, our career comes in. Mm-hmm. But notice that relationships is more basic than success, personal achievement. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the highest level of happiness should be self-transcendence. When we have to see our impact in the lives of others. After all, I mean, what's the whole use of being a dentist when you're going Get only to take people, care of your own teeth? Sure. You know, or the take care of the teeth of your own family. You know? And I'm happy to know that I have some friends, and even my own dentist is really engaged in, in some dental medical services in communities. You know? And it's a joy. You know? That's the highest level of happiness that we have to pursue. You know? and, and ultimately, and I posted this a few weeks back, that uh, ultimately we are supposed to let go of our possessions before we die. You know? Pass this on account to our children and mm-hmm. if we have really so much uh, transfer them to a charity you know? because after all uh, what are we going to, to use with, with all those money you know? unless you can create a trust fund that's perpetually available which is good you, know? you can okay. yeah. but the thing that I really wonder sir is that a lot of people already knew that the highest form of like happiness is you know fulfilling your purpose in life like helping other people creating impact into our community or society but why is it sir that even if people know these things already people have the tendency to always cling with material things like people already know that buying new cell phones buying expensive cars would not really give them like authentic happiness or long-lasting happiness but still they would always cling it would be more motivated in those kinds of material things instead of pursuing higher things in life, which is our purpose? These are, uh, on the extreme, these are addictions, compulsions. And I think every person has to be honest with himself whether the the accumulation of things have become really compulsive and addictions. So conscious awareness of what is coming along. So it's obvious that that uh, if you have really too many cars, too many houses, too many things, too many gadgets, too many clothes, uh, that it has become compulsive already. You know? And the sad reality is that person suffering from the compulsion is not conscious of this. And this is the whole problem with insanity. This is the whole problem with, with uh, character disorder that the person suffering is, it is not aware of it. And recognize it as normal. There are people who remain selfish the rest of their life, even as a professional, and mind you, even even as teachers or lawyers, you know, mm-hmm. that they can remain really uh, on their own personal interest you know, to the, 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 the years of their life. So, so important to become conscious of this. Uh, it's interesting that some people go through a crisis uh, to let them change no? and uh, for all of us who have been through Savior and the story was really there in Ignacio no? uh, you 
So his background, he was really a vain, arrogant guy as a, as a knight. And then he had one knee broken by a cannonball and uh, that isolation forced him to read the Bible and the lives of saints. For some of us, that might be the journey. No? So for from Saul, who fell down from a horse. And, uh, and I think uh, that, in a sense, is God's way of forcing people into a difficult uh, situation and let them see you know, the, the futility of it all. And uh, for some others, it's the breakdown of relationships that should allow them to see. And personally, that for some people, perhaps the, the brokenness in their families might be the key to, to make them move to... to uh, higher ground, to the higher level of enlightenment. And I believe, however, that failed marriages, failed relationships can be redeemed and you can go back to them as friends, no longer as husband and wife, but as friends. So, uh, uh, so that's the, the difficulty. No? So that they will not see the journey towards self-transcendence and it's a difficult journey for them because of compulsions and addictions. And part of that is really the influence of the family. So if the family really is into and whatever, no? so if the family really is supporting pride, so if kids are really compared to each other and to achieve and really battle it out, then they remain competitive. We have families who are gluten, so they, they eat a lot and that's their achievement. So all of those posting of food here and there. So, yeah. Okay. okay. So... So, sir, like um, talking about like happiness, and from what you have um, explained a while ago, like at this point in my life, sir, um, are you satisfied with what you have, or do you seek more, pa, with life? Are there things that you wanna pursue, pa, or are you happy now with what you have right now? Uh, it's in the nature of man to have both satisfaction and dissatisfaction. I don't think so. You will really reach a point when uh, you have total satisfaction. Unless, of course, I, I go through a long retreat. I think from, from what I've read, really a total, complete joy would be for one to go through a prolonged uh, meditation and retreat. And this is really very true of, of monks. No? And... I think uh, you remember this case of this uh, country up there in China, uh, what they call the gross national happiness. What is that country? Uh, um, huh? uh, I think it's Bhutan or yeah, Bhutan. Uh, Bhutan, yeah. Yeah, Bhutan. No, uh, that's a beautiful example of, of our our journey to happiness. Uh, that our our leader should be talking along that line, gross national happiness. Mm-hmm. Instead of all of this issue of uh, getting wealthy, because if we're, if people are talking about amassing wealth and building new houses, acquiring vintage cars, then that's the drive that they, that they would have. No. Uh, mm-hmm. We should be talking about happiness, you know, uh, happiness in terms of how we can reach out to people. That should yeah. become a goal. No? So early on, our, our children should be driven towards that. No? We set as our, ourselves as an example that, that we are not seeking material possessions as our definition of happiness. No? So we, we become a model to them that we, we encourage them to move towards uh, more humble life, but more connected to God and to, to people. Hey, oh. you're about to say oh. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have read this post, Mango, that you have shared like um four days ago. 
it was a post like in 2018. You said, life is more meaningful when we have less attachments. Only he or she with an abundant heart and soul can give, not he or she who has more. So love is a giving of self. Yes. So it it resonated to me yun na kanang material things they come and go but i think True. the fulfillment that you have spiritually um the satisfaction that you get uh through charity like through the examples yeah. that you have given i think they are more worth it they are more kumbaga they will give you more impact to yourself because it does not only it does not only give you like an impact for a short period of time but if it's more of like a lifelong impact to yourself yes. oh. and that's how you gain wisdom through those experiences and yeah. i think that gary would also agree mm-hmm. that's what ateneo has taught me also cura personalis and you know those like ignatian not only ignatian but all those teachings that um through philosophy through religious studies savior has really you know somewhat like made us person for others also men and women for others and i do think that um through those like ethics and through our other outreach programs it has really helped like students of xavier to experience this and to somewhat like this um impact towards ourselves as well okay It is only through experiencing those situations that we can truly understand it. I realized that I'm not just sir. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. That's a good realization. Huh? You should all be. Uh, I mean, uh, really, for for the three of you, really to 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 decide what charity program you are going mm-hmm. to support no? for life. Mm-hmm. We can really start from anything. No, you have the story of. That guy in Gawad Kalinga who who sold his sports car, uh, gave up his uh, uh, lucrative business abroad, and married that uh, that woman here in in the Philippines. No? And there are people who are getting into all of these changes in their life. No? Uh, yeah. Now, question, sir. With all the wisdom, kamis ko pamina sa imo sir sa imo experiences, but. Uh, with all the wisdom and experiences, so how will you uh, briefly describe your life's philosophy? And uh, if there's a personal mantra that you have, uh, what will that be? Ah, our life. Uh, what would that be? Uh, what's in my mind right now is uh, teach only love. Yeah? Uh, mm-hmm. I can summarize my life as a teacher. Teach only love. All the issue of content is really still for love. Whether you are as an engineer, a doctor, a biologist, really, uh, when we study biology, it's about life. We have to respect that life for man and for 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 nature in herself. No? As an engineer, the same. What is your goal to build bridges that people can cross? To build houses so that people can have a family life together. If you're an engineer, and to build cars so that you transport people, it's not a status symbol, by the way, and we have mm-hmm. to remove that bullshit in our vocabulary that a car is status. What the true. hell? What the, what the <laughs> hell do you do with a car? I agree. For status? I agree. That's true. And I heard a story like that, and I got angry. Uh, there was some professional who purchased a car, and, and at one time, though. Uh, The neighbor was you know, needed some emergency. They wanted to bring their parent or somebody to the hospital, but the guy refused. They contaminate kuno yung bagong vehicle. Na ayaw kay 
Kasi magsakit ta. Can you imagine that? You have a transportation that you cannot share to your neighbor because you might be infected by whatever disease you have there. So, uh, it's a whole stupidity of it all. No? So, uh, yeah. I have one last question for you, sir. After everything, sir, when, when students hear you talking about this one, when they hear you <clears throat> discussing in the classroom, learning from you, uh, applying everything that they've learned from you in their lives, when they graduate, sir, or when people move on with their lives, how would you like to be remembered, sir? Like when they talk to each other, what do you want them to remember about you as a teacher, as a person? I do not know. All of us simply have to be who we are. I don't think so that our effort is really towards what do I need to do to be remembered. It's really from deep down inside, being who we are naturally from the goodness and evilness of who we are. So as mentioned by Shaira, I, I, I explode, but, uh, but I have never really hit anybody. I scream. Because really, the, 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 the very structure of this, the, the disturbance is really that it's obvious that you cannot stop noise by being silent. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I would like, in terms of that, I would like to be remembered that I have not really, really, really screamed the whole day. You know? and, uh, especially some women, nagaway mo sa buntag, santod sa hapon, pagyapugyaw-yaw. I do not yaw-yaw through and through. My whole dynamic really is that if I did scream to students outside, I go back to my class immediately. No? To be remembered, uh, uh, they need to write my story. No? <laughs> and I'm tempting mm-hmm. to write my story. Hopefully, I'll finish it. No? So, we will be waiting for that, <laughs> uh, We will be waiting, sir. I'll, yes, I will, we will for sure get a copy of that. Again, uh, the time. No? So, uh, uh, my, if I have another chance after this pandemic, and uh, I'm, I've applied for retirement already. Uh, oh. uh, yeah, no, so I'm waiting approval. But uh, my next venture would really be that I'll be engaged full-time to House of Hope. Yeah. I would like to good, be engaged good. in nature. You know, so I want to plant more trees, do clean up uh, on that. Maybe do writing. No? Uh, write my life or collect, gather all of those that I have posted on Facebook and produce something that uh, I can leave behind. No? So I, that's, just, that's my last dream. No? Write something, uh, continue with mental health and uh, take care of nature, environment. No? Uh, the bigger dream is really to, to provide support on our peace efforts. No? And I'm happy that you have a meeting with Biden and Putin uh, yesterday. And Yes, sir. We should support that. No? Uh, mm-hmm. In the Philippines, uh, continue support for dialogue between the government and the New People's Army. Uh, pray for all of those uh, countries, North and South Korea, China. Uh, that's the thing to go. No? Uh, if the world will have a future, then our venture should be towards uh, contributing something positive in those areas, so world peace, uh, survival of the earth, the salvation of the poor. Yeah, that's all. Okay. Thank you so much, sir. It's a wrap. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so much, Thank sir. Thank you so much, also. Thank you so much for the time, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so.